When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Wow. Welcome to a post-ALCS Game 1 live stream podcast. The Yanks Go Yard Podcast, in fact. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. And man, making it to the ALCS just is not as rewarding as it used to be. Game 1. Six minutes after game five of the ALDS, champagne celebration, pop the bottles, Jamison Tyone against Justin Verlander in Houston. Oh, wait, that's what I was fighting to get to last series? That's what was at the end of that? It was like after winning that series against Cleveland, the reward was the only pitcher I don't think it's possible to beat, except for game five, 2019. And the worst ballpark in baseball, Sans Fenway, for us. And it occurs about 24 hours after a, a huge win that really taxes the bullpen. Sign me up. That looked exactly as boring as you think it would have. The Yankees did not win this baseball game. They lost it 4-2. It was 4-1 after Clark Schmidt and Frankie Montas got to work in the middle innings. You briefly thought they could steal it when Harrison Bader put the Yanks up 1-0. Of course, the Astros rallied right back the next half inning because that's what they always do. It was a coin flip in the middle innings. Aaron Boone got lucky with Clark Schmidt out of the bullpen, decided to go to him for another inning. It did not work. The Yankees were never going to win this game, but then they kind of could have won this game, and then they lost this game. Uh, welcome on to the podcast. You can find us live on Apple Podcasts. Well, actually just taped on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the podcast platforms, but we're live on YouTube. Two o'clock uh, Eastern time, Mondays and Thursdays typically, but today we're doing live after the Wednesday night game because, folks, nothing is going to change baseball-wise between the end of Game 1 and uh, the random afternoon before Game 2. So why don't we just try to capture the attention and the mood live now? Uh, Thomas Carinante, welcome on into the podcast. Um, the series isn't over. Last time you played the Astros in the ALCS, they absolutely destroyed them in Game 1 and then immediately dropped Games 2, 3, and 4, and it was the worst ever. Um, I don't know about you. I wanted to win this game, but I would... I preferred what just happened to holding a one-run lead in the ninth. Is that weird? I just did not want to experience that tonight. Well, uh, here's the thing. You knew we were losing this game, right? Absolutely. Everyone, everyone in their right mind, you come into this game and you're like, you know what? We're down 0-1, and it doesn't matter because we got here, and all that matters is getting here. It's a seven-game series. Um, there's a lot of a lot of time left. doesn't matter. You can go down 0-2. You don't want to, but you could down, go down 0-2 and still have a chance. I really um, don't want to, but you don't you want could, to, but, but you I don't want 2017. You went down Oh two, you went three straight at home. You took it back to Houston, made it close. Um, but you had a chance in this one. You had a chance in this one. Harrison Bader, early home run takes the lead. Um, Justin Verlander, 75 pitches through four innings. You look like you're finally going to get to the pen. You'll look like maybe you're going to force the Astros into some tough decision-making their first game into this. Remember, Guys, this is uh, this is their fourth game in 14 days for the Astros. Um, so they're relatively – they're not in rhythm. 
They're not exactly uh, Jose Altuve again. Um, uh, hitless tonight. He's 0 for his last 19 in the postseason. He had a walk. Um, but here's where here's what it comes down to. And everybody watching at home knew what happened, knew what knew what this result was going to be. And it's once again not a knock on Clark Schmidt. This is a knock on Aaron Boone. Jamison Tyone. It's a great start. Great start from Jamison Tyone. Whoever this is like the mo- this is the hardest he could be hit without giving up any runs. But he got out of every jam he put himself into. Yeah. Hasn't started a game in weeks. Yep. Fine, sign up for that all day, every day. Exactly. Great defense behind him. Aaron Judge diving catch uh, to save two runs. Um, Stanton played the field, folks. Hope you hope you saw that. It was great. Um, helped him at the plate too. I think. Uh, he went two for four, uh, long outstretched catch in left field to uh, steal a hit from the Astros. Um, and Tyone is four and a third in. Uh, he gave up one run on four hits and three walks, like 67 pitches, totally doing fine. Um, you'd like to see more strikes, 37 strikes there um, out of 67 pitches. But uh, you know what? You'll take that outing nine times out of 10 from your theoretical game four starter who's starting in game one. Goes into the fifth, gets the first out in Altuve, gives up a double to Jeremy Pena. Aaron Boone gives the quick hook right there. Yeah, got to okay, get him out sure. of here. You want to give, give a quick hook there? Sure. You I don't mind it. coming up. That's great. What's your plan, though? What is your plan? Um, your plan is Clark Schmidt, and I don't know why. So Clark Schmidt, who has yet to be used in a sensible situation for the, so or yet to be used in the manner in which he is actually useful for. He is not one to come in in a high pressure situation. He is not one to come in to protect a tie. He is not one to come in to protect a one run lead late in games. He is one to lengthen the bullpen, give you some extra innings, multi innings when you need it. Um, and then Clark Schmidt comes in, in this fifth inning, uh, Intentionally walks Jordan Alvarez, walks Austin, uh, Austin Bregman, Alex Bregman. Bases are loaded. Bases are loaded for Kyle Tucker. So you're sitting there and you're like, great, we're screwed. Um, then what happens? Kyle Tucker out, uh, uh, Clark Schmidt throws a great pitch. Kyle Tucker stretches his bat out, double play. We're out of the inning. Great. Unbelievable. If you're going to win a game like this, you need breaks. The Yankees aren't going to win the World Series without some breaks. Nope. Terry Francona forgot to challenge an an infield single yesterday. Break. Uh, Aaron Boone makes a crazy decision, brings in a middle reliever starter to get out of a jam against Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, and Kyle Tucker in the fifth. He does it. Bases loaded one out. The Astros don't score. Imagine if that's us. We're like, are you kidding me? The game's about to turn on a dime. 1-1. One, one, bases loaded one out. We don't score with the heart of the order. This is done. Well. Brings him out for the sixth. Let's bring him out again. You Why? get the luckiest break possible against the heart of the order. And let's just see if we can replicate that exact luck. Let's double down. For let's, double, you know, yeah, double down while you're down a thousand dollars. Let's let's double hit down. on let's hit on 21, Aaron Boone. <laughs> it's literally what he's doing. And I don't understand why, but you and and say hey, and look, look at it. it this is the crazy part, too. Clark Schmidt actually ends up. It's not the worst thing when he comes out for the next inning, right? It looks like it's going to be okay. 
he gets Guriel in an 0-2 count really quickly. And you're like, yeah. okay, nice. We got the bottom of the order here. Guriel down in the count, whatever. I don't know what pitch Clark Schmidt threw on this 0-2 count. I still don't know. The radar said it was 86 miles an hour. Still trying to figure out what pitch it was. Yeah. It was chest high. It was 86 miles an hour. It didn't move. Guriel headed into the left field seats. As Brace he always time. does against us and against nobody else. The bottom of the Astros order, nothing special. No. Bad. Really it's not. bad. It's a bad bottom of the order. I was having this conversation with a friend who always kind of has the the pulse on uh on on things and and honestly like is the kind of person that brings out the worst in me and my fandom and and stuff because <laughs> he says everything I don't want to say and then I'm like yeah I wanted to say that for sure and you said it first um was kind of giving me the like hey our offense just like isn't it like we've got Carpenter Connor Fleff a Trevino Donaldson like that's just not good enough. And then I was like, hey, you're right. All those guys are either off right now or not functional. And like a theoretical juggernaut team would have a better offense than that. But that is not when those people are functioning. That's not worse than Guriel, Aledmus Diaz, Chaz McCormick, Martin Maldonado. The Yankees group I just read off has higher upside than those people. Guriel is washed at this juncture, but not in October and not when we come to play him. It's just it's just true. Um, And whenever he needs to stomp on a pitch, he will. Um, whether that's facing a large deficit against the 2017 Dodgers, whether that's uh, the Yankees trying to steal uh, a crucial game down 3-2 in the 2019 ALCS and starting a reliever, and they're almost out of the first inning, but then Gurriel goes yard. Like, he's just the guy who it's like, this is kind of tight, and the bottom of the lineup's coming up, and Gurriel's kind of faded, and oh, oh, actually, he just went deep again. Like, and again, and you have to assume that that's going to happen tomorrow as well, Uh, especially with Jose Altuve. Uh, again, still O for the postseason. The other guys who kill us had to step up and kill us, and uh, Guriel did. Yeah, uh, Jose Altuve, O for the postseason. Astros undefeated in the postseason. Here's another thing. they Both the Yankees and the Astros went O for fourth runners in scoring position tonight, shredded seven runners. The difference ended up being these home runs. Um, then Chaz McCormick goes yard um, right after uh, Guriel, um, and that makes it 3-1. Chaz McCormick, up until that point in the game, had walked, got on base against uh, Tyone twice. He got a hit and walked, and then hits this home run. So Chaz McCormick, the number eight hitter, is two for two with a walk, got on base all three times he appeared at the plate. And you look back on the ALDS, right, and the team was obsessed with walking Austin Hedges. I don't I, I don't understand how that, that was a thing, but – if the Yankees are going to even dream of making this an actual series, they cannot be letting the bottom of the Astros order capitalize on them. And that's exactly what they managed to do tonight. Um, And it's beyond frustrating because you know, at this point, look, Aaron Boone knows Aaron Boone. I don't know if he knows, but he has to know. He has to have an idea that Clark Schmidt is not the guy to bring in there. You have Lou Trevino on full rest. So you can bring him in. Surely he wasn't. Surely he wasn't ready for this game, though. Like, there's no way if he used Clark Schmidt in the sixth that Lou Trevino was available tonight at any point. Stop yeah. me if he came in. There's no way he came in, right? Came in after Schmidt. They flopped oh, the rolls. And, and the then roles. he then he got taken out though after that because because then I saw uh, Frankie Montas pitching the very next inning. So surely Trevino had a really tough inning where he like battled and it was like 38 pitches, right? That that must have been what happened. Seven pitches. Oh, again. well, that's interesting. So I would like to know, once again, I just want to, is somebody in the post, do we have the post game up? Is-
somebody asking questions, why we're doing this again, the Astros bottom four hitters end up producing the first three RBIs of the game for them. Um, and that simply can't happen. It cannot happen when the Yankees um, top hitters are not doing anything uh, before Anthony Rizzo's um, home run in the top of the eighth, um, the top one, two, three, four, five, six Yankees hitters or seven Yankees hitters. I'm sorry. No, six. You can't do math. Six um, were two, four, seven, 11, 13, 17, 21. They were two for 21, and the two hits were John Carlos Sands hits, um, two singles. Uh, so I don't know. And Matt Carpenter struck out four times. Um, I don't, that's not really an indictment on Carpenter. Carpenter is not ready. He had a broken foot and miraculously came back. But now you go, you backtrack, right? ALCS roster put out today. We wrote about it on yanksgoguard.com. You can go check it out, uh, look at the analysis. DJ LeMay, who's not on the roster. Uh, Matt Carpenter made the ALDS roster and the ALCS roster. Matt Carpenter is not ready. He is 0 for 6 with six strikeouts in the postseason. What made the Yankees and Aaron Boone put Matt Carpenter on this roster if he's clearly not ready to play and be so steadfast and stubborn in their decision to leave DJ LeMahieu off the roster? Um, I obviously know it's a little bit different because DJ's injury is still a little bit raw and you're going to need DJ to probably play some defense and, you know, justify his, and he's not a lefty too. So it helps Carpenter's coming off the bench as a lefty. So it makes more sense. But um, again, it's the decision-making decision-making here. You have a, you have a, you have a tie game at one, one. And again, you theoretically have no business being tied one, one Astros offense, not getting the job done. Um, and you shoot yourself in the foot with a bad bullpen decision that everybody saw coming from a mile away. And that's where people get frustrated. It's when you are looking at the decisions being made and you're like, well, that's the wrong one. Well, yeah. why are we doing that again? Why is Clark Schmidt coming in again? He came in in game three of the ALDS in a high pressure situa- situation. He didn't get it done. He's come in various high pressure situations, misused out of the bullpen, didn't get the job done. I don't know why he's still being called upon to do it. I do think he's an asset. He's continually misused, and now it cost the Yankees the first game in the ALCS. And once again, didn't doesn't matter really in the scope of things. The Yankees were never expected to win this game, but you can't go through two thirds of the game acting as if you know th- this is going to potentially be different. You're going to hold on to what you have here, and you're going to manage the game properly, and then you fumble the bag at the first opportunity you have to do so against the heart of the Astros order. Um, so I, that, that's, that's where, that's where I throw my hands in the air and I get it. It's fine. If you lose this game, six, nothing don't care, but you have this game tied one, one in the fifth. And it's clear the Astros are not capitalizing the, the top guys in their lineup. Also not doing much uh, on the entire night. Jeremy Pena was the only player in um, the top one, two, three, four, the top five hitters to get a hit. Kyle Tucker went hitless. Alex, uh, why do I keep? Oh, I called him Alex this time, actually. Yeah, Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, and Jose Altuve all went hitless. All these guys are hitless. You can't lose this game if that's what you're going. And you're facing Justin Verlander, so you need to cap. And once again, Justin Verlander, seventy-five pitches through four innings, um, he ends up lasting six, striking out eleven. So. So many things went wrong here that you won't see. You won't see in the box score. You won't realize in the box score. You you have to watch the game and see all these things transpire for yourselves. 
Um, and that's why fans are pissed and rightfully pissed. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Astros struck out twice. Yeah, thank you. Struck out fifteen times. Uh, yeah, twice to fifteen. That that'll do it. And, seventeen. And I'm sorry. Four, seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, is that good? Uh, I mean, the over four with risk is crazy because I think all of us coming into this game were like, they're going to leave eleven guys in scoring position. Somehow they didn't. They only they barely ever got there. But the game turned as extremely anticipated as you know uh, 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 a blind man encountering his first Yankees Astros game if you had read him the stories of the previous Yankees Astros games <laughs> and they had uh it won one with runners on second and third one out Verlander laboring Rizzo and and Stanton taking the task Josh Donaldson at the plate and then a uh, hobbled Matt Carpenter up next and both those guys strike out rather quickly I think someone who's never watched baseball before is like, that's probably going to turn the momentum in this game. And they'd be right. That was basically the game. From then on, Verlander was breathing fire. I thought he would come out for the seventh. I Literally, the Astros were probably like, you want to come out for the seventh to face the bottom of the order? Eh, you don't have to. Who cares? <laughs> somebody else could do this. Um, like, you could, but somebody else could too. So why don't you take a rest? And then Hector Neris did it. Then the Yankees had a shot in the eighth. Of course, Rizzo, the two-out shot. It, the, the one, the literal one positive. Because I can't even say getting to Verlander is a positive because he's going to come out the next time he starts in this series, if he does, if it gets that far, and look great because that's what happens. Like, you, you get one per series. He's going to dominate next time. You just hope you can win a one nothing or 2 nothing game. It's going to be tough. But he's not going to look this shaky again. He was never going to look as bad as he did in the ALDS today. And you let him off the hook. That's what you did. Uh, no, the one encouraging moment in this game was getting to Montero in the eighth. Because the three-headed Astros bullpen monster, we've hit Ryan Presley before. 
even though he's a stat cast darling, I don't really think he's that locked down. Uh, might lock us down in this series. Obviously, we haven't gotten a day off in, you know, three and a half weeks. But Ryan Presley, I know what he is. Hector Neris is Hector Neris. Uh, but Montero is just the more of these guys you can crack, the better. And they got to him in a yeah. game where he really had no business participating. 4-1 game. Felt like anybody could have sleepwalked the Yankees to the finish line there. And he woke them up a little bit. So that's going to put some doubt in his mind the next time he has to come into a tight game. Hopefully we win a blowout. That'd be great. But I'm well aware we're going to play some more tight games in this series. And Rafael Montero will factor in. The Carpenter thing is tough sailing uh, because it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear to me. I don't know if you feel the same way, but DJ LeMahieu is not on this roster because they keep running him through tests and they keep not being satisfied with what they're seeing. And I don't really blame them because I didn't like what I saw in August and September either. And if they feel he's a little bit slow and still can't put that weight on that back foot, then I have to believe them because I'm not watching batting practice and I'm not judging his sessions. It's clear that they feel worse for Matt Carpenter. Because before Matt Carpenter hurt his foot, he was the narrative of the summer. It was like the popular kids love Aaron Judge. The hipsters love Matt Carpenter. Like <laughs> Everybody was like, yeah, Aaron Judge is on his way to 60 homers. But do you see this guy who's got like a better home run to at-bat ratio than Aaron Judge and only plays like twice a week and hits a homer every time he plays? Like Matt Carpenter's season is actually more impressive. Then he hurts himself and he works his ass off to get back and they want him to be a folk hero because they think he deserves it. They're managing emotionally here. And I think he deserves it. Matt Carpenter deserves a playoff moment, but guess what? He's not ready. His swing's not ready. He struck out in every at bat he's received in the postseason so far, two pinch hit appearances. And every time he came to the plate today, they finally gave him a start. They finally found a left field. They felt comfortable playing Giancarlo Stanton in. He looked totally fine out there. They could do that again, but if they do that again, they got to start Cabrera or Peraza at short. They got to put Connor Falefa. Eh, you thought I was going to say on the bench? No, at third. Josh Donaldson, you sit down. He's you're good go. for absolutely nothing right now. Cannot watch him anymore. If you're going to play in this series, you can't bat fifth. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you want to talk about the Yankees, you know, throwing this one away with bullpen decisions. Uh, I don't know. They they've it's easy for an outsider to say, oh, they have an attitude problem. They they went into this game thinking they couldn't win. And as soon as it got a little dicey, they started experimenting. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Um, You know, I would love for one for just one week or so to feel like my team is taking every game as intensely as they need to to compete at the upper levels. Um, Because once again, this is probably the third or fourth best team in baseball. Uh, They're running into the best team in baseball and they lost game one. That seems to be what happens to this team every year. You got the Philadelphia Phillies and Padres on the other side. Neither of those two teams are the two best teams in the National League. And yet, they're both competing for a chance at the World Series. The Yankees are one of the best teams in baseball. But in order to get to the World Series every year, they got to beat the team that's better than them. And they haven't yet. It's a seven-game series. It's not over. But that's a fact. So if they're actually going to do that, if they're going to compete in game two, if they're going to show up ready to show the Astros what they're made of and, and maybe get a little upset brewing here, Josh Donaldson can't be batting fifth. Josh Donaldson shouldn't be playing at all. Matt Carpenter probably needs another day off, sadly. Giancarlo Stanton back to DH, even though he hit really well playing left field today. Um, But if you're going to keep him in left, Oswaldo Cabrera plays short. Connor Falefa plays third. Donaldson to the bench. If you're going to DH him, uh, you can put Cabrera in left. You can put Peraza at short. You can put Connor Falefa at third. 
What you're not going to do is start Josh Donaldson tomorrow. Sadly, they will be starting him and he will be batting fifth. And it's much more likely that Cabrera gets benched again than Donaldson gets pulled. Yeah, because you have Frambers going tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah, so so it'll be lefty. Well, Cabrera's a switch hitter, so who knows? Yeah, and it's not like Cabrera's been on fire, and it's also not like Cabrera's been slick in the field. He ran into three bloops and crashed Mm -hmm. into human bodies in left field. So it's not even like Cabrera is having a representatively great showing. It's just the potential of Josh Donaldson is steady defense at third and an automatic out at the plate. He took the Todd Frazier swing today on a Verlander curveball. I thought I would never see that again. One of the worst, lowest memories for me from 2017 is when Todd Frazier just flailed at a Verlander curveball like that. With like and it was already hand. in the mitt. Yeah, and it's already in the mitt, and he, he's swinging and walking back to the dugout. And I, that was just the moment in 2017 when I was like, this has been cute, but this team is not good enough. And same tonight of like, oh, my God, I saw it again. I can't believe we got another guy at the end of this window, five years later, a different person who does the same thing. We're still not good enough. They well, have a whole series to prove me wrong, but it's 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 an unbelievable full circle moment. Yeah, not only that, you put Donaldson in the five hole and you're fucking giving him opportunities to hit with runners on base. In the first inning, Rizzo got hit by a pitch. Stanton was safe on the throwing error by Altuve. You have two run you have two guys on. You know, you have two outs at that point. So it's tough. Not not easy to get a hit with. Runners in scoring position in two outs, famously a hard thing to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then you go to the top of the third, Rizzo walks, Stanton doubles. I misspoke earlier. I said he singled twice. He had the double, second and third, one out. Donaldson strikes out again. And these are non competitive at bats. He's not swinging the bat. That was three pitches and a whiff. Yeah. He struck out twice tonight on three pitches and he was looking at most of them. He is not picking the bat up off his shoulder. I don't know what's going on. I At this point, I can't really care what's going on. There's no time to care what's going on. It's it, 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 The change needs to be made. Um, we've talked about this earlier in the season where there would be a situation um, in which the Yankees would have some sort of rover thing where it was Donaldson and IKF shifting between third and Oswaldo Cabrera and IKF shifting between short and DJ and Glaber shifting between second and D in DHing people and having this nice little fluid system going, but John Carlos Stanton's injury prevented that from happening for the most part. And for some reason, Aaron Boone is just not going to outright bench Josh Donaldson. And it took him this long to outright bench Isaiah Connor Falefa when finally his defense cost them a playoff game. But um, now he's back because we, now he's we, back. we outright he's... benched him to win a series. And then it's like, oh, now we're in a, a more important series. All right. Yeah. Get out there, scamp. Yeah. It's it's crazy managerial. Like there there is no just sticking to one thing outside of continuing to do the wrong thing over and over and over again. Donaldson batting fifth in this lineup is objectively insane. And there's there is no re- there's no really argument against it. Um, he had a career. I think. I think it was a career worst year when you look at um, the numbers in their totality. Hang on, I'm pulling them up right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he batted 222, which is uh, his career low from 20. The shortened 2020, where he only played 28 games. So I don't even think that counts. He had a career low OBP at 308, um, which is uh, technically, I guess, not a career low. You go back to 2012, his rookie season with the A's. Played 75 games in OVP 289. Um, and then you have an actual career low of 374 slugging percentage, 
Um, and a once again, go back to 2012, he had a 91 OPS plus that year, 94 OPS plus this year. So the dive of Josh Donaldson has been significant this year, and it's been obvious from start to finish. There's been never any point in this year where you're like, hey, keep Donaldson. You know, maybe Donaldson can run into one at some point. Never has felt like that. Um, his He had a couple of shining moments this year outside of that. There's been zero consistency. He struck out 148 times in 132 games, um, and he's continuing to do it in the postseason. Um, he went four for 20 in the DS, um, all singles, one run scored, struck out six times, walked four times. I don't even know. I don't even remember him getting on base at a 400 clip. That's actually insane to me. Um, and then he comes up tonight. Um, he has runners in scoring position both times, and both are the most embarrassing strikeouts you've ever seen. So um, if there is no way to um, use him as a as an asset to lengthen the lineup, um, then there's no way to use him at all because he should be at the bottom of the lineup or he should be not playing. He should not be batting fifth. He should not be he should not be behind Stanton. That doesn't help Giancarlo Stanton. The bat, the pitcher knows. Oh, great! I have John Carlos Stanton now, so I got Josh Donaldson next. That's fine. That's that's kind of easy now that I know that that's what I'm dealing with. Um, and I don't. Again, I don't know why the defense at third base is objectively valuable. He plays a good third base, but is it worth the backbreaking outs that you're getting on offense? I really, I really don't think it is. And not only are they backbreaking outs, they're non-competitive at bats. Even when he works full counts, he's sitting there waiting for the walk, which is exactly what you don't want from a, a hitter of his caliber who has the capacity to run into one and or put one into the gap. He's opting not to do that. He wants to just take the free pass, and that's the disease with this team at some at you know at some points too. It's everyone's looking for the walk. Stop looking for the walk. Just swing the bat. The pitches are coming. You know you're getting them. It's a three-two count. Be aggressive. Get ahead of it. And we're not doing that. And that's kind of shown um, outside of the couple of offensive spurts we had um, in, in games one and five versus the Guardians, where you hit home runs early, you get on the board early, the game's a little bit different. In this this instance, one solo home run is not going to make the difference against the Astros. Um, and once again, the clutch hitting did not show up for the Yankees, and it was it was a backbreaker. Yeah, there's just sad stuff that I worry we'll never see again. Jose Trevino was an all-star and was the second best offensive catcher in baseball. Now, really bad have, for him too. Really you'd bad. rather have Martin Maldonado. He hasn't been himself in two months since he oh. hurt his foot, and everybody said he was fine, but actually he's not. And oh. like, oh, uh, uh, guarantee that's it. That's almost like a guaranteed end of season. Like, hey, he's got a fracture. Yeah. Like Jose Ramirez today, it was like, hey, he had a huge wrist problem. He should have had season-ending surgery. Oh, well, he still hit 500 in the ALDS, but. Good to know. Like, Jose Trevino is a guaranteed end of season. Well, he broke his foot type of thing. Matt Carpenter, the legend of Matt Carpenter, it's like it, that may never come back, and it's almost hard to believe that that was such an important part of this season because now you see what the offense looks like without a superhuman Matt Carpenter. The amount I want a Matt Carpenter moment and the amount the team wants a Matt Carpenter moment, those things are directly proportional to the amount I care about a Josh Donaldson moment. I couldn't care less. I do not care about a Josh Donaldson redemption streak. Uh, if he's the team's best option, then of course play him. He's not. There are multiple people who are tough to squeeze into the lineup who the story about how you squeeze them in gets a little bit easier to tell if you just take Donaldson out. It's like, how do we get Cabrera, Peraza, and Stanton and 
all those guys in at the same time and Connor Falefa, it's like, well, you can just bench Josh Donaldson. That actually helps. That that would do it. That would do the trick. Um, and Cabrera is going to play left when they go back to Yankee Stadium anyway. So what is this? This is just we're, we're changing the lineup completely to get Stanton in a left field for one more day. And then when we go back to Yankee Stadium, we're like, hey, Cabrera is back out there and you're back at DH. And it's all that stuff from the last series that kind of worked. Um, this Yankees team either wins. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like they either win playoff games 4-1 or they lose playoff games 3-2. That's just what they've done for five years now. That's the Aaron Judge era. It's like, oh, two guys homered early, and we held on to win 5-2. Or, oh, nobody did anything at all, and we lost 4 nothing. Like, those are the two games. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, and it's it's getting really t- it's getting more and more tough each day to watch Judge. And I understand he had the home run yesterday, and I understand he had the home run in Game Three. But another O for four night. Aaron Judge is creeping toward you know I think he's batting under two twenty in the postseason at this point for his career. You know, you can look at the OPS all you want, eight thirty one OPS. That's great, but if you're not hitting, if you're not getting hits in the postseason, if you're striking out. An incredible amount of times Aaron Judge has 63 strikeouts in 41 career playoff games. It's like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that he's bad, but you can't do that in the postseason. That is an incredible amount of strikeouts. He walks at a significantly lesser clip in the postseason. He's got 24 walks in those 41 games. Um, and it's just... It's it's not it's killing the Yankees offense if he's not getting on base. We saw what the Yankees offense does when he gets on base. 
Um, he did it a lot this past season. He did it a lot in 2021. Um, he did it a hell of a lot in 2017. Um, and when, when he's out of the equation and the Yankees don't have that, um, that magical, you know, set of set of offensive players in 2018 and 2019, that kind of just operated as, as is and managed to produce runs automatically. Um, we we've seen the difference because the lineup construction is a lot different um, than it was in those years. And judge can't keep doing this in the postseason. Um, I, I don't really know how other, how other way to put it. Um, it, it, it's, it's cutting the offense out at the knees and it's putting pressure on so many other players. And then it's, once again, it's putting pressure on the pitching staff. It's the snowball effect, right? Your best hitter is not hitting. It's putting pressure on the hitters who shouldn't need to have the pressure to hit in the manner, you know, in which somebody else such as judge judge's stature should. And then it puts pressure on the pitching to continue to, you know, not give up a single run and that it's putting pressure on Aaron Boone to make the right decision. And, you know, uh, eight times out of 10, he's probably not going to. Um, so that's the snowball effect here that we have to acknowledge. Um, once again, series not over it's seven games. Um, but this is so, this, maybe you can get away with this playing a team like the guardians in a five game series. You can't get away with this in a seven game series against the Astros. It's just, they hit 182 in the guardian series. It's the lowest average, the lowest average they've ever had in any series they've ever won. So congratulations. We won the series, but my God, you got to walk into the set with better energy. Like the teams that have beaten the Astros in the past, which like we act like it's some impossible task, some Herculean task. Cause we haven't done it. So many other teams have done it. The Braves did it. The Rays did it. Even though they almost blew a 3-0 series lead, but they did it. Did it. The Nationals did it. The Red Sox knocked them out super quick and super early in 2018. The Red Sox in 2018 lost the first game of that series at home, won the second game, went to Houston, won three straight. Imagine doing that. Imagine having a team with the swagger to believe that's possible. They did it. We've never done that. We've never come close. 2017, we almost had them. Took three at home, couldn't sniff a run in Houston. Uh, tonight could not sniff a run in Houston. 2019 couldn't sniff a run in Houston. We get this DJ miracle and uh, we lose that game. Anyway, we win game one in 2019, seven, nothing. We lose that series. Anyway. Uh, what does an Aaron judge postseason stardom game look like? Looks like game two, like the stereotypical judge postseason go off game is game two, 2019, where he hits that two run shot two one against Verlander. Looks like they're about to go up 2-0 for like five seconds. Then Adam Ottavino blows the game on a George Springer home run. They don't put anybody, you know, they put some guys on base. They strike out with runners in scoring position. They don't score any runs. We get to Jay Happ and Carlos Correa walks them off. That's a classic judge postseason game. Early homer, momentum. Then the momentum goes away, and then we lose. Same in the Garrett Cole uh, game five in the Tampa series, right? Judge homered early. One nothing. Oh, this might actually go well. Never mind. It's tied now. We haven't done anything in an hour and a half, and we just lost. So when Judge steps up, that's what the AE playoff games end up looking like. For some reason, time and again, it always feels like it has to be Judge and Stanton concurrently. If they're both hot, the team is a shot. If they're not, if they're not in sync with each other, it just doesn't work. And like you said, Jose Altuve goes 0 for today. 
He's over for the playoffs. The Astros bottom of the lineup does not look any more impressive than ours on paper. Justin Verlander struggled early, was on the ropes early. The Astros are undefeated this postseason, and we lost, uh, you know, judge struggles. We lose. Altuve doesn't do anything. The Astros win. They win games. They dominate. They win coin flips. They're a great team. They rarely lose to us. They do lose to other people, and that's what's most frustrating. Yeah. And not that I wanted, you know, maybe Domingo Herman to come in tonight, but Aaron Boone saying in the postgame right now that Herman has not been utilized yet this entire postseason because there hasn't been an opportunity to use him. Today was a honestly one of the first ones. I mean, you could, yeah, I, one of the I, you could have used him once in the in the in the DS. I don't know exactly when, but there was a time where you needed a couple innings, and that was a guy who you could have went to instead of Tyone in the tenth. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe that guy. Maybe or instead of. Uh, um instead of who came in in game three after um uh Seve was pitching that we went straight to the it was trevino yeah, yeah it and was then trevino. trevino and then we yanked him quick and then lots yeah. we yanked him quick and then so, we ended yeah. up with archman on the mound again if you're gonna yank guys quick then just use the guy who you don't need to yank quick because he can throw more innings um just puzzling again. If you're why are you carry why are you carrying him if you're not using him? Miguel Castro used for the first time tonight in a game that theoretically didn't matter. Why why are we carrying him? We don't. If you don't need them, there's there, we could we could. I don't, I don't know what the other options are, but um, you have these players at your disposal to use. Um, especially again, especially in a game one where you probably weren't going to win anyway. So maybe don't use. Don't use some of the guys that you use tonight and try to get length out of some other some other players. I I, I don't know. Um, just everything was everything was the wrong decision tonight, um, and I have no solutions for it. I could just tell you that what was done was wrong, and it was wrong as it was happening. It was wrong. Uh, it was wrong before it was happening. It was wrong as it was happening, and it was wrong after everything had happened. Um, so that's again that's where the frustration lies. Weren't supposed to win this game. Didn't expect to win this game. Um, tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow is game two. Tomorrow's where we can capitalize. Luis Severino versus Framber Valdez. Yep. Um, offense has to show up. Aaron can't be, can't be one one. It just cannot be one one in the one. sixth or seventh tomorrow. No, there needs to be there needs to be some sort of pressure on the Astros' offense. Again, the Yankees just gift these games to the Astros. Right? There's not enough pressure on them. Aaron Boone presses the wrong bullpen buttons. Somebody chokes on the Yankees side, whether it's a defensive gaffe, whether it's someone throwing the wrong pitch, whether it's not hitting with runners in scoring position, whatever it is. And then you leave the window open and open and open and open for the other team to do it. And of course, they're going to do it at some point. Like somebody's going to do it if you keep giving them the, the opportunity to 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 cash in on an op, uh, on on a certain in a certain scenario. Um, and that's what the Yankees do. And they make it easier for the Astros who already have our number. And you can't afford to continue to make it easier for them. You have to make it more difficult. So um, I hope today was maybe a learning lesson for somebody anywhere. Um, but, yeah, once again, not panic mode. It's just we're allowed to be mad about losing a game that we could have stolen. It was right there. It wasn't like we were down 4 nothing after the second, which is kind of what we expected heading into this one. You're like, hey, you know what? Probably get our ass kicked early on and then digging out of a hole and – you go to the bullpen early, then you caught, probably got to use Schmidt and Herman and 
and Frankie Montas to eat up these innings and just get to game two and make sure you're prepared. But no, you end up using Lou Trevino, who's a valuable bullpen arm, um, and you get four and a third good innings out of Tyone, and he probably could have went another, at least another inning. Uh, so it's just confusing stuff and it's frustrating, but uh, we'll do our men in black impression. We'll erase this from our brains after we go to bed tonight, and then we'll be back tomorrow. This was definitely an eraser. Like nothing happened in this game where I'm like, well, that's going to kill me forever. It was just like, well, we lost again. Uh, It feels like the Yankees unofficially lead the league in games exactly like this, where it's like, well, we have little to no chance to win this game. Pitching matchup makes no sense. We're tired. Bullpen's worn out. This is a loss. Smash. Like there's no way they can hurt me tonight. Smash cut to like an hour and a half later. We're like, why is this a tight game? Smash cut to another 20 minutes later, like, ah, we blew it. Okay, you hurt me. I did not think it was possible, but it, it happened again, yet again. Uh, and this falls right into that category. It's like we had no business being in this. We had no business winning, had a chance to steal, maintained that chance to steal for way longer than we should have, got it stolen right back from us. Uh, and it's always the Astros. And it'll be the Astros tomorrow for game two. Same time, same channel, 737. No days off. Friday, finally, a day off. That'll be cool. Hopefully we're in that Friday day off tied one, one in the series. We could actually talk about momentum swinging back to the Bronx instead of just sleeping in Houston. Uh, You can find us live on YouTube uh, two o'clock Eastern time, Mondays and Thursdays. We're going to be there next week. We're going to be talking about this series, which is going to move faster than you want it to. Cause again, no days off Saturday and Sunday. There's an off chance. (laughs) This series is over the next time you hear from us. Hopefully that's not true. We really could use a little spark here and a lineup change for game two and just a little bit of goddamn hope. Until then, you can find us on all podcast platforms, though Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And shout out to our listeners in the UK, by the way. Hey, guys. Uh, Looked at the charts this week. We are rocketing up the UK charts. Uh, You people are fantastic. Um, Get me a... Save me a proper fish and chips with bushy peas. We'll see you over there. Uh, Maybe we'll come back for the London series next year. Yanks are not playing. Finally getting rescheduled. Cardinals, Cubs would love to be there. Uh, But shout out to our uh, listeners over there in England. Uh, Wow. Hopefully you didn't stay up to watch this one. Hopefully you're Yankee fans and hopefully you slept through this very dull game and are relying on us for a recap. uh, Because I'd feel bad if you change your sleep schedule around to watch this whatsoever. Um, until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. Thomas Carinante, where can the people find you? You got it right here, folks, at Tommy's underscore takes. You can also talk to us on the official Yard Twitter account at FS. We were particularly um, incensed tonight. Uh, a lot of you guys responded and um, popped into the mentions, and we were responding back. We love that. We love the back and forth, so keep it coming. Um, head on over to yanksfieldyard.com. A lot of content there for you. Uh, reaction from um, uh, tonight's game. We'll have some post-game stuff in the morning as well for you. Um, and until then, let's go Yankees. We got game two, then a day off. We get a breather. Big weekend. It's going to be a big, it's going to be a big, uh, I guess, four games in a row. If that's what it, or five games in a row. Sorry, if that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, so uh, when we see you next, we don't know when that'll be, but. Cheers. Let's go, Yanks. I also think it's important to note the Astros have this bizarre motif going on Twitter where it seems like they want to kill us, whoever's running social media for the Astros. Their video earlier today was captioned, the train is headed full steam and New York is sitting on the tracks. You want to run us over with a train? And then the post-win little clip 
just says choo-choo. Like they really, truly want to kill us with a train. Like the first video is like, wait, did they just say that I'm a, I'm just a humble fan. I'm sitting on the train tracks and you're going to run me over. And then the end of game clip, it's like, oh, that wasn't a mistake. That's what you meant to say, that you yeah. want to kill me with a train cool. until I die. Uh, so let's beat the Houston Astros. I'm so sick of these people. Sick of Justin Verlander. I'm sick of Alex Bregman. I'm sick of Yuli Gurriel, who was racist to you, Darvish, in the World Series and is somehow still on this team. I'm sick of Brandon Taubman. I'm sick of Jeff Luna. I'm sick of Alex Cora. I'm sick of AJ Hinch. Sick of Ted Cruz. I'm sick of Senator Ted Cruz, who was at that game. Sick of when James Harden used to go to these games. That's how long it's been. The Yankees and Ast- the Yankees were losing to the Astros in the ALCS so long ago that James Harden was skinny and on the Rockets and wanted to be on the Rockets. That's how long ago this was. I'm sick of everything that has to do with this ballpark. It's Fenway 2. We only go there a couple times a year. They happen to be playoff games, and we lose them. So you know what? Win game two. See you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.